Welcome to the Photography Opinion Podcast. We discuss all things photo, video, and camera related. I'm Ben Lucas. And I'm Stuart Marlantis. And this is PhotoLog. Hello, podcast listeners. We have a very special episode for you today. So it is, you know, coming up end of January. Um, Have you quit your New Year's resolution yet? (laughs) (laughs) Not quite yet, but I'm getting there. Um, So January is, of course, when we try and start over and reinvent ourselves and try and start with a fresh slate, all of that goodness. So we thought it would be a good opportunity to give ourselves um, some advice. So uh, last time we were talking about kind of letter to younger me. This is more listicle bullet point form. But here are 30 things we wish we could tell our younger selves before we get started. Um, The advice I would give six-year-old me and 25-year-old me are very different pieces of advice. (laughs) So, how are we defining our younger selves? Um, well, there is one uh, major point in your life uh, where you are open to some reinvention, potentially some good advice, and that is as a fresh uh, graduate from high school. Um, that's a pretty big turning point for a lot of people. Not the only turning point, but a pre- pretty big turning point, um, especially as a career path. Um, so, that is what we're choosing as our uh, point to time travel back to and slap ourselves across the face and say no here's what you should do (laughs) so we're gonna give ourselves uh 30 pieces of advice um as we would freshly graduating from high school excellent 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 so uh the very first one that i will uh throw into the ring uh number one very first thing that i would tell younger me or number 30 counting forward counting backwards it doesn't matter i don't think we're going to count all these out there are 30 of them trust us we each got 15 anyway (laughs) uh no but the first thing that i would tell myself is try everything and fail fast Mm -hmm. fail fast is the entrepreneur's mantra um and that does not mean give up but um there, there's something to be said. Uh, there are some people who are professional quitters, mm-hmm. uh, but they are people who try something and then um, basically they, they try and test ideas and then they immediately quit and ditch the ideas that are bad ones. So there are people that work on, you know, an app for 10 years and then at some point someone says, no, this is dumb. No one wants this. Well, that's the kind of thing that you need to figure out back when you're starting. So I went through about five different majors, but I invested way too much time into each one of them, pretty much doing all of the core curriculum for the major before I figured out, I don't, I don't, this isn't for me. I don't want to do this. I'm not, I'm not particularly skilled at it and I can keep driving myself to it, but I'm making myself miserable doing it. So I thought I wanted to be like an architect or a civil engineer, and I tried that so hard because that was like all I knew. Um, but then, as soon as I discovered photography as a class for my design and architecture classes, that was a kind of turning point of like, oh no, I, I should have figured this out a long time ago and not wasted all of that time and tuition money. Like, so try stuff, fail fast. When it came to me and photography, like. Like, try shooting sports cars, try shooting roller derby, try shooting portraits and babies and and pets. Try everything. Figure out what you do and don't like. Um, I, There are going to be a couple of these categories where they are underlined because they are so important. So we each have them on our list. And uh, this is one of them. Um, I similarly have try everything. Um, and I would jump in really quick and say um, that that tuition money wasn't wasted. I mean, it, it seems like it, it was. But that was part of the journey um, to trying everything and to uh, eventually finding the direction you wanted to go in. So, yes, it's an expensive way to find a direction. Um could that been have been more efficient? Sure, but that's not how it worked out, and that's okay. <laughs> I did the same thing. Um, I don't think I went through four or five majors, but I went through a few. Um, I actually was pretty far down the uh, computer science um, 
computer engineering kind of track uh, and I eventually realized that that would make me uh, not very happy. I do do some of that stuff um, in my uh, day-to-day job right now um, but uh, it is very heavily weighted um, with a lot of uh, media production and uh, photo and video kind of stuff so I, I lucked into something where I can combine both of those interests but yes try everything um try everything that uh that you can college is a great time if you're going to college to to do that just because there are so many you know colleges or or universities are a concentration of all sorts of different opportunities in one small area that's in my opinion that is the major uh if not one of the certainly one of the major great things about university is you've just got so many different things that are available to you within a stone's throw. Um, so take advantage of it. Try everything. Um, use that tuition money to take advantage of those opportunities that are available to you. And um, yeah, nothing's really off the table. It's, it is a, it is a, an interesting route to find what you want to do. And uh, it's kind of ever changing. It's still changing for me um, for, for that matter. So uh, don't be afraid of it. Uh, something else piggybacking off that one that I would say is that school is not the end of your education. Mm-hmm. So, uh, like we talked about in a previous episode, should you go to school for photography? Um, probably not. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> um, but the, uh, you know, there, there is, uh, my favorite quote is Mark Twain. Um, I never let schooling get in the way of my education. Yep. Um, always, always learn. Always find things that interest you. Always learn new techniques. Um, the the people who burn out because photography is so easy and accessible to everyone. The people who burn out are the ones who uh, stop learning and stop reinventing themselves mm-hmm. and get too comfortable doing a style for a long time what i wanted to do were these kind of photo manipulation um things which i I still do a decent amount of but um by the time i finally became skilled enough to do it it had become a fad where anyone on the internet can do that and now all the really good photographers are trying to get as much done in camera i'm like oh i i need to up my photo game and stop relying so heavily on photoshop so um yeah, it's it's just uh, there. There is always something new and always mm-hmm. something you can learn. So t- so take the time to invest in you, and don't let school be the only only reason or driver for that. Yeah, um, the this is a uh, this uh, actually moves nicely into another point that I have. Um, kind of following along on those lines that if you don't keep educating yourself uh, at the very least you're going to slowly just kind of fade into the background and be less notable and less important um, in your chosen field and so uh, you 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 have to if you, if you intend to continue to be a force to be reckoned with um, you have to keep learning keep edu- educating yourself or you're just going to become stale um Along similar lines is uh, something that I have learned over time, which is uh, which I'm calling tech can set you apart, but only temporary. And that there are a lot of trends. There's a lot of new, exciting things that you can buy and and test and play with, and that'll help set you apart for a while. Um, but that's only temporarily temporary. You need to to master. Um, you need to master what you're doing. You need to. Uh, have good core competency skills um, because these flash in the pan things, although you can make a name for yourself perhaps temporarily, uh, it's it doesn't have a lot of sticking power. Um, like I was very very early into uh, drones, um, which sounds you know silly now, but like back when I was doing it, um, you know they didn't fly themselves. Like it was all manual. Like you didn't even have gimbals. Like you built your first drone. Hmm? <laughs> You built your first drone. You yeah. were pre DJI taking over the market. Yeah, exactly. Like I, pre all of this, all of this um, ease of use stuff. And uh, to be fair, I'm not complaining about that. I think um, the ease of use in drones now is amazing and uh, and awesome. And I have taken advantage of it certainly. Um, but that was something that like I got attention from GoPro. I got attention from a bunch of different newspapers. Like I I, I got to do uh, some kind of cool things or at least get my name out there because I was early in a, an interesting piece of technology. But am I notable as a drone photographer now? Uh, no, not at all. Um, part of, <laughs> part of no. that, part of that was I moved on to other things uh, or not entirely. 
League. I still shoot with drones uh, with some regularity, but part of it was that I moved on to other things. Part of it was that I just didn't, at the time, I had this opportunity and I was really encouraged. Um, I even um, through through university went to Hollywood and was hugely encouraged. Uh, you know, being early days to go to move down there and be a drone photographer full time and get into get into Hollywood and movie production and stuff. And I could certainly see that becoming a thing. And maybe I should have done that. Who knows? Right. Um, But I didn't. um, I got kind of bored with it. I saw like a huge influx of people. And um, I was like, "Eh, I'm just gonna, you know, do other things. And I didn't really stick with it. I didn't really master the medium. And uh, I slowly just became less and less notable until people stopped paying attention to the stuff that I was making with drones. Um, so if you're going to do something similar, if you find a new uh, fun piece of technology or you know new kind of sub uh, field, uh, you really need to put in the work and and continually work on it and and reinvent yourself and work on bu- building those core skills with that piece of technology, or you will just fade into the background. So yeah, tech is cool but it is no replacement for uh, core skills. Yeah, tech is cool, but it's what you can do with it that actually matters. Exactly. So exactly. you can't rely on that. No. Um, you can't buy your way into no- notoriety. <laughs> that goes perfect sense. into my next one. <laughs> buy less stuff. Yep. <laughs> so when I first started out, um, most of the gigs that I were doing were I was charging the amount of money that the thing was that I needed to finish that job. If I did a music video, I charged how much it would be for me to buy a slider or a gimbal. If I, my first wedding, I charged how much it would be to buy a 7200. And like, when you're starting out, like, that's that's a good way to get the things you need. Mm -hmm. But one of the things that I bought was a green screen, blue screen pop-up. I have used a grand total of zero times. (laughs) So, like, I'm like, but it's a good deal. I'm sure I'll find a use for it eventually. No, no, it's been 10 years and you've never used it. Hey, I will say with the pandemic, I've used a green, a pop up <laughs> green screen more than I ever have uh, in my entire u- uh, time of owning green screen. But it's only for fun; it's not even ago. for anything real. <laughs> the irony is, two months ago, I just bought a green screen. Uh. Yeah. <laughs> but I'm only using it as a as an elaborate joke, basically, like to entertain people. I'm not even really; uh. it's not even real. Like <laughs> no, no, because the the pop up I had was a five by seven, and the yeah. one I bought was a ten by ten. Well, so that's, I actually yeah. do have a use for that one. Yeah, and, you have got a use, and it was a lot cheaper. But still, you Ben, you have so much stuff. Mm-hmm. You can get the job done with less stuff. Being able to find the thing is going to be a harder issue for you than not having the right thing to use. Um, just, just seriously, we, we get so focused on gear and tech specs Mm -hmm. and right now people are asking like, Hey, what camera should I buy? Which by the way, we did an episode on that. If you're curious what camera you should buy, go look at our holiday deals Mm -hmm. thing where we talk about all the cameras in depth. However, literally any camera made in the last, let's say five years, it's going to be great. It's going to be way better than what I learned on. So just like, no, just buy Buy less stuff, be less focused on the stuff, and more focused on what you can do with it. Very quick follow-up. Um, yeah, I have a similar one. Gear doesn't matter mostly. And and by that, I mean there are certain things that you can't do without certain pieces of gear, right? Like if you don't have a lens fast enough to shoot in a really dark uh, situation, you're just not going to be able to do that. I think we've talked about this before, too. We yeah. have talked about this before. But, but what I'm saying is like... Uh, one, certainly minimalize on gear uh, by as little as you can get away with to accomplish the task that you uh, that you have at hand or to to build your skills. Um, but, so only buy gear, basically. Why I say mostly, gear doesn't matter, mostly, is gear is okay to buy when it gives you a capability or um, lets you expand, truly expand your skills in a way that your current set of gear doesn't allow you to do. But that's the only time you should buy it, um, unless you just want to throw away money. There you go. <laughs> there you go. So since it is uh uh you you are graduated from high school and mm-hmm. looking at uh opportunities, you know, maybe you're getting a job um or be going to, you know, apprentice for someone or go to college. Um whatever it is you choose to do, your world is really small. You mm-hmm. need to expand it. You need to make as many connections as you can. I finished college thinking um, 
pretty much all of the students around me were idiots and all of the teachers were as unhelpful as possible. I had a very atypical college experience in that I hated it and it was awful. But (laughs) um, one of the things that I definitely failed to do was I got all of the skills that I thought I needed and I went out into the world and then I floundered for a very long time because it's not about what you can do. It's about who you know. So you need to know more people. Mm -hmm. Yeah, a hundred percent. You definitely need to know more people. Um, I will say also kind of along those lines is, uh, you know, don't railroad yourself into a perceived path forward, right? Like I had an idea um, graduating high school that there was some, there was this path that I was already going down and there was no deviating. There was no um, exploring other avenues. There was no talking to other people about other avenues. I was just on this path and that was it. And that made me um really uh not happy in the the short term at that time in my life that um i i just felt like i had to force myself into doing this and um really meeting uh new people and and talking to people and learning other avenues is what led me to what i'm doing today very directly um so uh, like i you know, I, I basically changed majors because of a, a couple friends of mine, just l- meeting them and learning about what they were doing. So talking to people can uh, and meeting people can very directly impact your your direction. And that's cool. That's like a huge part of it. I mean, they can be partners in in business and in cool projects. They can inspire career shifts. And uh, that's a great thing about it. That's awesome. Um Let's see. What what's something else on your list? What do you got? Um, I would say, uh, uh, although it is good to to befriend everybody and to and to keep keep an ear to the ground, so to speak, uh, focus less on what others are doing on others' output. And I don't mean like not entirely, right? I, I don't take this to the extreme. Like uh, what I mean by this is. You, it is very easy to compare your output, your work to other people and be like, oh, well, mine sucks. Like, uh, mine is terrible. Theirs is super good. Like, why even bother? Like, other, what, what other people are doing is so much better, so much more sophisticated, so much cooler than what I can do. You know, they've got all these resources that I don't have. Like, how could I possibly stack up to that? And so, like, it's good to use people as inspiration, right? Or, or um, there, there's some comparative uh, comparisons that you can do with other people that are are useful, but don't do it too much. Like, it's very easy to get stuck in like a, a depression well, almost of like I'll never be as good as everybody else. And mm-hmm. a big part of that is um, you see the nitty gritty detail in your own life. Like, you see the work and the difficulty it takes to make something cool. Um, and you don't see that with other people. It's it's the classic social media trap, right? Like everybody gives their best self. It's your online. behind the scenes versus their highlight reel. Exactly. Um, so I say focus less on what others are doing or what you perceive others are doing, and focus more yep. on what you're actually doing and what you I can have. Do. I have two that directly go into that one. The first one is focus on being successful, not looking successful. Yep. Um, I mean, I, I have two stories about that. One is there was a photographer that I was talking to and I thought he was a big hot shot and cause you know, he drives Mercedes and he has, you know, expensive, you know, Louis Vuitton shoes. And he just like, he's like, I'm a rich person. So I'm going to look, I need to look like a successful rich person. Yeah. But then I realized that like all of his workshops take, you know, three times as much money to put on as he actually brings in from the workshop. And it's kind of just a subsidy for his advertising. And like, he's not actually, I'm like, Oh, this Mm -hmm. is, this is not like, how do you actually get business? He's like, Oh yeah, I don't, I don't really know. I did a bunch of black hat SEO things that Google has banned. So now (laughs) I'm on page 16 instead of page one. So best of luck to you. Well, that's not a good model to learn from now Mm -hmm, is it mm -hmm, mm -hmm. versus someone else at a wedding show i know very quiet very reserved their photography is only okay so so like they're not great 
but I actually found out that they make like a hundred grand a year after all their expenses. And they're like, yeah, I could grow bigger, but I don't like working more than 40 hours a week. I'm like, you what? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Um, it, 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 uh, unfortunately, like I know people will respond to this and will say, oh, but there are people that just fake it till you make it right like fake it till you make it is to some degree a good thing and there are people that just have the money pit that they can just throw away to eventually become successful yeah yeah (laughs) (laughs) well they they crash and burned but uh, it was cool for it was cool for five minutes um but yeah i mean there 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 are exceptions to to this just as there are exceptions to many things we're talking about but um i will say at the very least you will feel so much better with yourself if you are actually doing actually um trying to be truly successful instead of just looking successful like you you will feel like uh, we struggle with imposter syndrome um and you will feel so much imposter syndrome if you just look successful instead of actually focus on be- focusing on being successful. So, um, yeah, like the, it can occasionally occasionally work with some very rare exceptional individuals that tend to just have a lot of money to throw away. Um, but uh, I imagine that at the end of the day, they stare at the ceiling and, and wonder if people are going to eventually find out uh, who they truly are. And in that case, they truly are just a veneer on no talent so yeah be talented. The, uh, the other the other half of that um the second statement there is that there are photographers who are going to be more successful than you even though they are worse photographers because they actually did the thing mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. if you talk about doing a thing it does not matter if you see someone do something and you're like Psh, that's garbage i could have done it better the difference is they did it yep do the thing. <laughs> I have I have so many of these that uh, that dovetail into into do, do the, the thing, thing basically. Do the thing. Um and like uh like being one of my being busy without any output is worthless, Ooh. right? Um and procrastinate procrastination will kill many cool things. Like those are those are classic do the thing <laughs> suggestions. I, I actually have that one on my list as well. <clears throat> Being busy <clears throat> is not an accomplishment. Yep. Saying I worked for forty hours on this when it would have taken you ten if you knew what you were doing is not a good thing. Mm-hmm. More work is not better. No. No. Um yeah, more work is is lack of efficiency. <laughs> right. <laughs> um yeah, if you if you don't have any output at the end of the day, then what's the what's the point? Like so you worked and you did you did nothing? Like so? So you worked. Great. Like we have a unfortunate obsession I feel like in the United States um and kind of in in the in western culture in general Indeed. that we working is is the the utmost uh that like oh we're all we all work so much we we must be good we must be successful because we work long hours um and like who cares about that right like at the end of the day did you make anything cool out of it no well then so what i i i hope that we we shift toward what we're actually doing with our time um with that output being valuable more than just the sheer number of hours you spent on something so yeah Uh, yeah uh, i mean on on top of that one figure out how to create systems for yourself Mm -hmm. and then if you're gonna work on anything work like hell to optimize those systems yeah so uh just one very quick example of this is when you finish a photo shoot what happens does your memory card just like go into the bottom of your bag until you remember to fish it out does it uh, does it just kind of float around? Do your photos just go onto your desktop in a folder called photos? Like what happens between the point where you take the photo or or even going earlier than that to the point where someone contacts you? If you have a bunch of potential leads where people haven't decided if they want to hire you yet, how do you keep track of all of them so you don't forget to follow up with one of them? Work on figuring out these systems and creating ways to foolproof this for you. Um, Plug in that memory card immediately. Like, Mm -hmm. uh, back up those photos immediately. (laughs) Figure out the things that work. And then optimize these systems down. When I first started doing weddings, it was not uncommon to be editing a wedding for 40 hours. 
But then I got down to I can do a whole wedding minus the album in a single day. So, you know, there is uh, just you need to work on optimizing these systems and getting all of the grunt work out that just honestly doesn't need to happen. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, along the same lines as, as output, um, I have I have a couple things. Um, one, uh, uh, and this harkens back a little bit to what we were discussing before, um, people can just get lucky in any field. Um, you can just Very get true. lucky and be successful just because you were lucky, pretty much. And and that that goes for some fields more than others, but pretty much any field, you people are just getting lucky and and be and become a success. Um, that being said, output outweighs luck for the vast vast mm-hmm. majority of people. Um, we have this kind of uh, survivorship bias where we look at people who, at the end of the at the end of the day, were just lucky. And we think that's we perceive that as like the only way to get into it. And um, really, uh, if you look at the large scale of whatever field you're in, um, people that are putting stuff out are the people that are that seem and they can even seem lucky, right? Like their constant output over or over years and years of work um, leads to some big break and suddenly they're a huge success. And um, that wasn't luck. That was just output over time. And we're just looking at the short version of the story. Um, so if you're trying to be, you know, this huge notable uh, person in your field or even just successful in general uh, to follow your own goals, um, output, consistent output is going to outweigh any lucky break and it will lead to lucky breaks. Um, luck is often just continuing to work until somebody pays attention and indeed i mean think about any band who's a one-hit wonder Mm -hmm. i dare you to name one song besides safety dance by men without hats (laughs) (laughs) it's fair enough enough. yep yep um and, and when you are putting stuff out um i should say uh you know show it off a little bit. I mean, don't be a jerk, but I have this as make a reel early and keep it up to date or, or some other proof of work, you know, whatever your reel is, is, you know, make a portfolio. And if you need help, that's literally one of the first episodes we did. (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. So this is a little bit of a callback, but, um, but yeah, you know, make a reel. If you're a video person, you make some portfolio, um, make a website, you know, whatever, whatever we've already discussed. Um, I would just want to bring that back up again and say, um, yeah, make that early and update it often um, because, you know, who's going to believe that you're, you know, capable of of uh, doing some cool thing if you don't show them that you are. I so mean, one of my own personal failings uh, is that I, I wanted to focus my website very specifically because my biggest pet peeve was the jack-of-all-trades thing where you shoot equestrian and babies and mm-hmm. sports cars and weddings. I'm like, you can't do all of those things well. No. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, just portraits. Different kinds of portraits. That's it. Well, then I worked in a studio where I did products, and I learned how to do products really, really well. And then I got hired by Ferrari, Nintendo, Microsoft, Leatherman, Costco, Amazon. And I do a ton of stuff with portraits or with products, and none of it's on my website. And then so when someone's like, oh, I didn't know you did that. Yeah, because I don't show it. Mm-hmm, so, mm-hmm. I mean, that's that's the thing. If you don't sh- uh, one of the things that my uh, dad liked to say was uh, toot your own horn or someone will use it as a urinal. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, yeah, you need to show off the things that you do. Uh, mm-hmm. I I just had a friend be like, oh, I didn't know you did video. Yeah. I, yeah, I do, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but uh, I'm I'm bad at showing it. So no, that's that's gonna be my New Year's resolution. I need to get video and products up on my mm-hmm. website. Thank you, Stuart. This this helped me already. <laughs> there we go. Um, along those lines, uh, since you since you mentioned the like the huge you know the the, the deluge of stuff on a site that makes it really unfocused, um, this one is a a little bit follows along with that and is perhaps a little bit more focused on me personally but maybe specialize a little more again this is telling a younger me this um yeah my my thing is kind of doing all the things 
sort of competently maybe um, <laughs> you do all the things <laughs> above average competency to the well, point that's... where someone of average or below competency thinks you're a wizard well that's very kind but <laughs> um but, but here's here's the thing i will i will say i'm way better at photography than you are 100 percent. that's because that's the only yeah. thing i do mm-hmm. and i will i will 100 percent uh concede to to the to people in my in my you know skill set that are that are better than me there are so many that are better than me um i am and i've just made uh made a a name for myself being an all-rounder and that is that can work like it's worked but it's a tough thing to sell to people it's very hard to mm-hmm. like oh i can do anything like well what do you do well i do Everything. video i do photo i do this i do tours i do virtual i do you know websites i do photogrammetry spherical yeah i do 360s before it got torn down like yeah yeah and that's that's neat um but it's very hard to pitch to people to sell to people you know why should i hire you well i can do all the things well yeah but i'm trying to do this one thing can you do that yeah is that what you do is that your thing well no i do all sorts of stuff like you you can get caught in um some tough situations and so perhaps for a younger me i would say being a generalist if that's what you want to do is cool but consider at least consider specializing a little bit more into one thing more than others right like maybe specialize more into video and that's kind of what i ultimately ended up doing um but you know maybe specialize more into video more notably and those other things can just be kind of like an uh, a value add if they come up um don't just be a generalist to be a generalist although it's fun at times um so yeah specialize a little bit or at least consider it it is a it is a possible road it's it's a, a hard road to articulate <laughs> it to is people a hard road. <laughs> speaking of uh speaking of hard roads to go down mm-hmm. you do not have to be a full-time photographer no so uh one of the things that i kind of fell into is like oh photography well this is going to be the thing i do it would have been so much easier for me to get a job doing something else. And in fact, I did not have this realization until I did my first wedding show. I was literally the only photographer at that show who was a full-time photographer. Everyone else worked in finance or computer coding or HR or did whatever day job they had. And they shot weddings on the weekend. And I was the only one who was a full-time wedding photographer. I'm like, this is nuts. Now, Mm -hmm. I'm not saying there are no full-time wedding photographers. There definitely are. I'm just saying at that show, there were 10 of us. And I was the only one. But, um, no, there there is something to be said for the democratization of, uh, you know, the the field. Mm -hmm. Where cameras are better. Um, we have a mutual friend who just bought that really high end point and shoot and he just mm-hmm. throws it in full auto and he gets great pictures from it. And yeah. And, and that's it's, it. it's, it's so funny. Cause it's, it's one of those things where like he goes out and he shoots with this camera and he just has a good time and he produces some pretty excellent photos. And it's like, well, I didn't, you know, I, I have the skill to potentially make better photos, but I didn't go out and shoot them like yeah, on he, any camera. The, the difference is he got in <laughs> he his went car and, did it. <laughs> and he did the thing, yeah, yeah. which brings us back to the thing I already said, do the thing. Yep. Um, actually, uh, can you put a quick note to link the Shia LaBeouf YouTube video yes. of screaming, just do it. Just do it. Make which your if you haven't watched, go click that link. Do the thing. 2021 <laughs> is going to be the year of do the thing. Yep. Yeah, do the thing. Make your dreams come true <laughs> in 2021. Thing. Yeah, so there's something to be said for the democratization of photo. Mm-hmm. But, um, yeah, if you don't go do it, it doesn't matter. And if, if, if being a full-time photographer is so much more than making photos. Yep. If you don't like editing those photos or do running your own business or, um, you know, dealing with clients and doing sales and marketing and updating your website and blogging and going to pitches and client meetings and the flood of emails and insurance and paperwork that comes along with being a photographer, enjoy photography. Mm-hmm. That, that is okay. Yep. 
hundred percent. Um, yeah, yeah. Along those same lines, I have success takes many forms. Um, like I've done work in being the generalist that I just said I was like, I've worked in broadcast radio. I've worked for NBC. Like I've done television stuff. I've done all sorts of random different things. And, um, right now I'm lucky enough to work in a job where I'm doing both tech and media things. And, um, that's a, a fun mix for me and and works and that's not um uh that's not what i would have pictured being as a fresh graduate from high school as as a picture of success kind of doing a couple different things um instead of just doing one thing we tend to again get railroaded into a particular path mm-hmm. and think there's only one way for only sure. one picture of success and success can take many forms and ultimately at the end of the day if you're happy then that's success pretty much um so like if it, if it works for you then great then that's where you need to be um so don't be afraid of some of these um like weird alternative paths or don't be afraid of working a day job while you work on your photo or video a mm-hmm. huge number of people do it like again the per- you know what we perceive in social media is not reality a lot of these people that seem like that's all they're doing is they they they're just so lucky that they get to work 100% into photo or video probably not they probably have a day job and you just don't see the day job because to them it's not notable and uh, that's okay that's still it. success that's, yeah. yeah yeah um so i i want to i want to flip a little uplifting message on top of that you don't have to do it don't worry about it. I'm not trying to discourage you, okay? I'm just saying if this is not the dream that you have, like, you can be a part-time photographer. You can mm-hmm. still be a professional and be a part-time photographer. I think mm-hmm. I, that is a great idea for a future topic. What is the difference between a full-time and a professional photographer? I like that. But, no, um, the thing that I wanted to say is that there are enough clients for everyone. Mm-hmm. The photographers uh spelled with a f-a-u-x photographers are not your competition Mm -hmm, if mm -hmm. you get good you don't have to worry about you know well my nephew can do it for cheaper cool let your nephew do it he Mm -hmm. is not my competition um let's i just want to break this down because you probably don't believe me but everyone's a photographer and it's so hard to find clients yeah, it really is. And that's something that I struggle with on a daily basis. Mm-hmm. But let's let's break down a wedding show really quick. 2,000 brides walk through a wedding show. Let's say there are 20 photographers there. That means there are 100 brides per photographer. Did I, did I do that math right? <laughs> there are 100. Do you want to shoot 100 weddings? I definitely do not. That is too many weddings. But that means that every like there there's enough. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. There is enough work. You gotta find it, and that's the hard part, and that's a completely different story. But don't get discouraged, and mm-hmm. don't and don't let uh, other people. If someone else gets work, they're not directly taking work away from you. Your yep. clients are gonna be different than their clients. Just keep doing your thing, and don't worry about everybody else. Exactly focus less on what others are doing (laughs) yep um i would also say that uh that it's 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 also never too late to get into something like let's say that you want to get into photography but you haven't and um and let's say that you've been working a you know another you know a different job for you know 10 15 years you're like oh there's no way like all these people have been working in photography for so long or have been making videos or whatever you want to do um you know we we like uh, there's no way that i can compete with with uh, with this community like there's no way that i can i can break in like there's always just like there's always clients um out there you just need to figure out how to get them there's always a space for you there's always a space for your perspective for your um your ideas for your thoughts on um the space that you're working in um it's not too late yes it might be more difficult joining later perhaps but maybe not maybe you'll bring something really cool to the table and you can Mm -hmm. you can skip a few steps because you've already made some mistakes in another field you've got a little bit more wisdom um than a lot of people do um and have to build up over time um so so similarly uh to the to success takes many forms is you can be successful later and that's okay and um both of uh, both ben and i have you know the the 
the benefit, I suppose, and that we're young and we can't speak too much from a position of authority of being an, old, an older person. But having spoken to people who get into fields um, older and and still become a success in their field, um, I know it's possible. I've seen this possible. I've talked to people. It definitely is possible. And if you're in that position and you would like to get into f- photography pr- professionally, um, it's not too late. Or similarly for younger people, perhaps it's not too late to get into some aspect of photography, right? There's like, I was just talking about with drones. Like there are tons of people that shoot with drones now. Like a lot of people just have them in their bag, but they don't really get that creative with them. They just use it for establishing shots or use it to take a picture of some Mm -hmm. building or, you know what? Tons of people just use it for, but there's huge space for creative, artistic, interesting drone photography that to be, to give you a little pro tip right now, I think is not remotely close to being filled. There is there is not a lot. Uh, there are a lot of drone photographers out there. There is not a lot of good drone photography out there. Oh um, snap! Yeah, better get so, my sunglasses because there's major shading. So, here. <laughs> so as a small example. If you want to get into drone photography, oh boy, it is not too late. It is early. Like, there is space for you. And I'm sure that's the same uh, for many other aspects of of the creative field. So, um, yeah, it's not too late. Just try it. Get into it. Do it. Just do it. Do it. Just do it. And as a master of the segue, uh, here's a good one. Um, When you get a camera you will be asked to take people's photos whenever there is a cell phone in the room and people want a selfie. They're like, hey, you're a photographer. Take the photo. It's going to happen. Don't be a jerk about it. Mm-hmm. That's all. That's it. Just that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we were trying really hard this episode to uh, have the smoothest segues. Um, I'm going to have another not smooth segue. <laughs> I mean, what am I talking about? Yours was great. Uh, which is... It is okay to take people's cell phone photos. You know, don't be a jerk about it. But it's also okay to say no to people. Not about cell phone photos, though. Apparently, we're saying that you have to say yes to that. But you, you don't have say... to. I'm just saying you don't. <laughs> but if, you can if, say if no to anything else. If you're else. taking a group photo with friends, you yes. will de facto become the person yep. who is supposed to take the photo for whatever reason. Mm-hmm. Not like you taking a photo with their cell phone is going to be any better or more artistic than what they would do. But yep. it, it's a nice it's thing just, to do. It's just, you know, people appreciate you. Yeah. Just, just don't be a jerk about it and take the photo. But a nice thing for you is to learn how to say no. Um, this has been a struggle uh, for my entire life and will probably continue to be a struggle. It is very difficult for me to say no to people. It's very difficult for me to take a stand and just be like, I don't want to do that. I'm not into that. You I, know what's that doesn't funny? Sound fun. The next thing on my list was say no more often. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Another example of things that appear on both of our lists because they deserve to be underlined. It's worth underlining. Yes. Um, It is okay to say no. It is often better for you and your mental health to say no to people, Um, especially when you're starting out. And because people like us tell you, try everything, do everything. Um, That's great to a point. Yeah, try it once. Yeah. Um, We're saying when you don't know what you're doing, try everything. Exactly. But uh, (laughs) we talk about should you work for free. So Mm -hmm. there will be a link to that down in the description as well. But um, if something crosses your threshold of, hey, I don't want to do this, don't don't do it. If something doesn't meet your threshold of this is going to be worth it for me, don't do Mm -hmm. it. If someone is willing to pay but they sound like a nightmare – I mean, I'm not going to tell you how to live your life because we've all been there. Mm-hmm. But if you have the ability to say no, you can say no. Mm-hmm. If you have an entire plate full and you are having trouble juggling all of the things that you currently have, you don't have to add another thing. Yep. Yeah, uh, it is, I will it is add so a easy. Sub, I will add a Go sub tip here. Don't give an excuse why, because people will immediately take that as you trying to make an excuse and try and put down a reason why your excuse is not valid. Just just say no thank you and mm-hmm. leave it. Correct. Yeah, it is so easy uh, to be a to want to be a people pleaser and think, well, I just need to do everything and be nice to everyone. And that is how I'm going to grow and, and get bigger and people are going to refer me. And, you know, it's, it's very easy to, to get trapped in that mentality. Um 
one, uh, especially working for free, which again, go, uh, go watch or listen to our episode on that. I'm not going to go into that too much, but, uh, it's not going to result in the good work that you think it is. Um, and two, you're going to be so stressed out that it's going to impact the work that you really need to excel at. So just say no, it's, it's a saying no is a professional thing to do both for you and for clients that, um, that would that might ha- not get a good experience because you're saying yes to everybody. So it is okay to say no. It is respectful to say no. If people don't like that you say no, too bad. Don't even that give them a second thought. That is not your problem. Yep, not your problem. So say no. Um, something else that I have is when you are on the internet, mm-hmm. uh, in the same vein as say no, you're allowed to say nothing. <laughs> there true. are times where if you cross a certain threshold as people in your friend group know you as a good photographer, you will get asked a lot of advice and here's the deal. They do not actually want your advice. They want to be they want a pat on the back or be told that they're doing a good job or they want you to reinforce that their decision is actually a good decision that they they're not actually asking. Yep. You you can just you can just nod and say nothing. <laughs> I've fallen into that. Tr- this this one might be specifically for me rather than everyone listening to this, but Ben, people mm-hmm. ask your advice a lot. They're not actually asking. They don't care. And when you tell them what they don't want to hear, they get mad at you. Yep. So just shut up and say nothing. Yep. <laughs> say nothing, we say, as we record a podcast where we give people advice. We have talked so much, <laughs> and the rest of it is shut up. They don't want your advice. You know what? I think that's the end of that podcast. Good day. Thank you for listening. <laughs> we got a few more. We said we we're going to give people 30. More. We do have a couple more here. Okay, speed round, speed round. Um, I'm going to say uh, one, of, one of my last couple is think less. We've been thinking a whole lot about careers and paths and what we Mm. would tell to our younger younger selves and uh, one of the things that i would tell to my younger self is think less it's so easy to overthink everything like just roll with it just try things just do things just do it and don't think so much about it it's so easy to get trapped into that mentality where you just feel like you need to think about everything before you do anything and you end up not doing anything because you think about it too much think less not none just less. <laughs> <laughs> yes, think some. Think uh, a little bit. Uh, All right, so an appropriate I, amount. <laughs> I have three left on uh, my list in no particular order. Mm-hmm. Uh, first one is there are no second chances. Um, the opportunity in f- whatever photo you were going to do will never happen again. Mm-hmm. But. The flip side of that is there will always be a new opportunity. So one of the things about that is um, if you're looking at a beautiful sunset and you're like, oh, I should capture this. No, I'll come back tomorrow. No, get your ca- if you really want it, get your camera out and do it right now because that will never happen again the same way. Yep. That this – you will not get another chance at what you were looking at right now. That is gone forever. Um, and then, uh, tomorrow you can, you know, if you go back to that same exact spot, it will be something completely different and completely new. And you can expand this to general life advice if you want to outside of just photography, but I mean, mostly photography, Mm -hmm. that one's gone. Um, it is something completely new. The rule of thumb, if you're wondering, should I shoot this? Or maybe like how many, if you're bracketing, how many exposures should I bracket? Um, think to yourself, when am I going to come back here again? Like, mm-hmm. So if you're, if you're, you know, in Iceland, like you should shoot the thing. Don't think I'll come back next summer. Cause guess what? COVID will happen. Yep. <laughs> you're yep. not going back. So no, there, there is no, a uh, second chance at the thing, but there will always be a new opportunity is the so, flip side of that. So what you're saying uh, is burst mode everything. <laughs> that is a new conversation. Uh, but uh, I am joking. Do not burst mode everything. <laughs> <laughs> just, I just need to make that explicit. <laughs> uh, we, we need an explicit warning label on that one. Do not burst mode. Do not attempt this at home. Uh, second to last one is uh, when it comes to business, do not race to the bottom. You might think that one of the reasons why you're not getting enough clients is that you're charging too much and so-and-so has more, but they charge a little less. And if you discount yourself, what will happen is you will race to the bottom 
and you will start working your butt off and it will not at all be worth it because you will be making way less for the amount of effort that you're putting in and those clients are going to be way harder to deal with and way more demanding. There is a rule called the 80-20 rule where basically uh, 80% of your income comes from like 20% of your of the things that you do. So you need to focus on that 20% of things. And then there's a reverse to that where uh, 80% of the pain in your butt will come from 20% of your clients. So you need to cut that 20% out and then your life just got better. So um, just say no. Yeah, ju- that also goes back to just say no, but uh, no, you definitely, like, don't race to the bottom. There's there's no game to win there doing that. You you're just, just need to devaluing yourself you're worth. and yeah. you're devaluing your industry in general. Just don't do it. And the last one that I have is if you feel stuck, put your camera down. Now, there's something completely different to be said for it's a pandemic and I haven't picked up my camera in months and I feel stuck. That That might be the reverse of pick your camera up, but it's Mm -hmm. weird normal times if you feel stuck put your camera down if you are looking at a photo situation and you're not sure what to do don't just keep shooting the same photo over and over again and expecting something to change i've seen photographers do that and it it from the sidelines it frustrates the heck out of me put your camera down look with your eyes not with your camera figure out what it is solve the problem without the camera in your hands and then when the camera comes back up It will do the thing you want. If you're just looking through the camera, then you're not really analyzing the scene for what it is. Um, So that that is kind of my final piece of advice because there have been so many times where I just – I am looking through and I just have an entire – shotless where all these shots look the same and i was changing one thing here or there of moving a light and like it all the shots are exactly the same and none of them are good (laughs) and i have one last wrap up piece of advice which is uh or a statement maybe uh you are in for a strange journey and that's okay it's going to be messy it's going to have lots of branching paths it's going to be uh, a maze of opportunities and you're going to follow some and you're not going to follow others and you're going to want to beat yourself up a little bit uh, and second guess and you know don't worry about it we have all been there we have all had that uncertainty and we have all uh, we all perceive our lives differently from the the sheen that everybody else uh, puts off so uh, don't worry about your strange journey being strange that is part of the experience and that helps you grow and be a better person and a better talent being strange is how we became friends and started this podcast correct (laughs) being strange starts podcasts that is confirmed well uh everyone who stuck it out this long thank you so much for listening uh we do hope that you were able to get some good advice from this of our advice to our specific younger selves Mm -hmm. i'm sure it applies to more than just the two of us though um yeah, we uh, came up with a couple of fun. I got a New Year's resolution out of this conversation. That was good. Uh, we we got some we got some fun links in the description for you. Mm-hmm. Remember, do the thing. I think is is number one. Uh, we want to hear what is your New Year's resolution. It is January. It is New Year's resolution time. Uh, and tell us if you've already already broken it. <laughs> and if you have broken it, I should say it's okay. You can pick it back up again. It doesn't have to be yeah, the end. It's never you too can keep late. going. Yeah. Don't worry about it. So, yeah, leave a comment. Let us know um, if you enjoy rambling. I mean, advice like this. <laughs> um, we also have a Patreon, which will be linked in the description. Uh, what are we talking about next time? Uh, something a lot less introspective, uh, which is probably a good thing considering how long this episode has been. Uh, we're going to be talking about <laughs> mobile apps. We're going to go back into software. We've talked about a few different software topics and we haven't touched mobile apps. And I do get questions about that, uh, quite frequently. So we're going to talk about some mobile apps that you should pay attention to and, uh, maybe ones that you shouldn't. So we'll see. We're going to, we're going <laughs> we're gonna to figure it out. And uh, we're going to discuss some mobile apps. Cool uh, stuff you you can do with your phone coming up next time. If you have questions or ideas for future episodes, you can email us at hello at photo-op.show. Watch us on Ben's YouTube channel at non-creative. As in om nom nom. Share this with a friend and you can listen to Photo Op anywhere podcasts are sold. Or downloaded. Because it's free.